come from? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. And good afternoon, everybody. It's the podcast from outer space. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock, a.k.a. Teabag, in the house. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Assalamu alaikum, Zerthlings. And uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into episode 87. And today we're talking about Nikola Tesla. Now, this is not to be confused with Tesla Incorporated and our boy Elongated Muskrat. Yeah, and we will dive into that a little bit later, too. Um, As we do. Yes, and the three wise men are back. That's uh, us. Yes, we are back bearing gifts of knowledge to the Loyal Legion. <laughs> and now I have this in my head. Is it the three wise men or the three wise guys? Hey, <laughs> got a couple of wise guys over here trying to give you some freaking gifts, Jesus. I think we're the wise guys. They're the wise men. We're the wise guys. Well, I had this vision in my head of like... um like Polly and Vinny from Goodfellas in the manger with Jesus. And it's like the three <laughs> wise guys. <laughs> Can we make a t-shirt of that? <laughs> we need to. Um, what about like uh, three stooges, three wise guys just popping each other's noses off? Stuff? <laughs> just, uh, who's Jesus in that Soprano situation? Well, he's still Jesus. They're just the three wise guys. You okay. Know? Okay. Um, <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. Uh, welcome, welcome, listeners far and wide. We have got another Life and Times episode. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've done one of these, right? Mm-hmm. As Rob said, we'll be getting into none other than the great and powerful Nikola Tesla. Nikola. <laughs> Nikola. Nikola That's Tesla. That's how Albert Einstein called him into his uh, office. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, and also this one in particular, this Life and Times episode, very scientific. You know, I, I wanted to cover this guy specifically because a uh, a good amount of listeners have been requesting more like scientific inventor history type episodes. My second favorite inventor. And B, there always seems to be a ton of mystery and uh, sometimes even myth or misinformation associated with the gentleman and his work. A lore, you might call it as and, well. Yes, there is a strong Tesla lore. So I wanted to dive in and find out what no, this a lore, like you're attracted to it, something about it, you know. Okay, draws okay. you in that lore, like folklore. Well, both. A, a little bit of both. You're right. You're, yeah, you yeah. So we, you know, we want to dive in, find out what this guy is all about, and I gotta say, pretty interesting. Um, now, for those that don't know, Nikola Tesla was a we'll Serbian... Nick for short. Yeah, we'll call him St. Nick. St. Uh, Nick. He was a Serbian-American inventor, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, and futurist who is probably most popular for his work on AC current. Uh, throughout his life, Tesla obtained around 300 patents worldwide for his inventions. Uh, and although he was a well-known as an inventor... Um, a lecturer was a bit of a showman demonstrating his inventions to celebrities and wealthy businessmen uh, in his time. He actually died a very lonely and very poor man. Mm. Um, and he was an inventor, a statesman. Yeah, although he didn't even graduate. Uh, and, you <laughs> no, know, no slander there, no slander. Yeah, no slander. Now, until I think... Like his work kind of fell into obscurity after his death until around 1960 when the SI unit of magnetic flux density was dubbed the Tesla in his honor. 
Uh, and since about like the 1990s, I'd say, there has been a resurgence in popular interest in Tesla and his works. Now, is this similar to the flux capacitor? I do not think in no way, shape, or form it is. Uh, now, 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 some would say this guy was perhaps a man before his time. You know, I feel like a lot of people might not even know about Tesla. Uh, I mean, you guys know, like we learned about Edison in school, right? Just like he wanted you to. Yeah, but there's, there's like Tesla's story is is kind of unfamiliar. It's almost uh, sort of like been lost to history until recently, it seems. And I think this is a good example of skill versus like business smarts or marketing money yeah as we'll see in this story now right up top uh as always you know what did you guys know about tesla or do you remember hearing about this gentleman or any of his inventions i'm familiar with the tesla coil Mm. okay yeah like the little uh plasma balls that's essentially a mini tesla coil a lot of people might not know that that's probably my first the first time I heard about him. Can't recall when that was, though. Now, you just, what, heard the term Tesla coil? I believe so. Probably Dad was talking to me about it. Showed me one of those <laughs> damn just, balls. Okay. And do you, uh, and do, like, what is a Tesla coil, to your knowledge? Do you know about any of his inventions, or? I didn't, I couldn't tell you what it is. I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I am. It's no secret. Never gave it a second thought until we started doing this outline. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, it's a pretty interesting cat. Yeah, uh, I, I remember seeing, uh, I think it was in 2010, maybe I, I heard the J Electronica Exhibit C and Exhibit A, and those have a picture of Tesla by one of his coils on the cover. And I was like, you know, what is this? What is this? What is he using? Uh, and I think that's when I kind of started looking into him. But again, it was like you were saying, didn't have a second thought. It was just like uh, some scientific inventor. Didn't really know the whole story here. And again, I think when um, Elon, our buddy Elon Gated Muskrat, comes out with Tesla, then I think a lot of people like started. This was was this like an homage to him? Yeah, it's his favorite inventor. Okay, and he okay, so he's the second favorite inventor himself is number one. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I think that kind of sparked interest in a lot of people. Um, so let's hop right into it without further ado. Let's get into this guy's life. So, uh, close your eyes. Let me let me set the scene here. Take us back in time. Uh, so tensions are on the rise in the U.S. as we are five years away from entering the Civil War. Uh, Georgia has just become the first state to regulate railroads. Uh, The Great Bell is cast for the Great Clock Tower of Westminster, London, which became known as Big Ben. And Russia just signed the Treaty of Paris, ending the Crimean War. Uh, Now, on the 10th of July, 1856, in the village of Smiljan in the Austrian Empire, which is present-day Croatia, a young Nikola Tesla was born. Nikola. <laughs> that's, that's what they called out uh, in the mountains there. Now, according <laughs> to the family story, there was a tremendous thunderstorm on the night that Tesla was born, and the midwife declared that Tesla will be a child of darkness because of the lightning. However, Tesla's mother replied, 
No, he will be a child of light. Now, Tesla was born to his father, Militin Tesla, who was an Eastern Orthodox priest, and his mother, Duka Mandik. Uh, <laughs> Duka Mandik. Uh, who <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. Mandalorian. <laughs> Say it like that, please. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna apologize. Like, I don't really know the accents here You're or the Croatian? yeah, or the appropriate pronunciations. Um, so yeah, his mother, Duka Mandik, <laughs> that sounds almost Jamaican. <laughs> Still sounds better. Ah, Uh so she was like she had a talent for making handy tools, little mechanical appliances, and she could also memorize Serbian Serbian epic poems. Uh now Tesla would go on to credit his mother with passing on her photographic memory and penchant for invention to him. Uh because Here's a little jump ahead for you. Tesla would go on to read many, many books, uh, sometimes <laughs> memorizing complete books, and he possessed a photographic memory. So just by hearing the name of an item, he could envision it in realistic detail. Uh, Tesla even would visualize his later inventions in his mind with extreme precision from all angles before moving on to the construction stage, a technique sometimes known as picture thinking. Uh, now, he usually did not make drawings by hand and preferred to work from his memory. So, like, later, he becomes almost like the Lil Wayne of inventing. Just all freestyling off the dome. Yeah, like, he's not writing anything down, yeah? He's just memorizing. He time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> he was also able to speak eight languages. Serbo-Croatian, Czech, English, French, German, Hungarian, Italian, and Latin. Got to boost that resume, am I right? So he's, he becomes a hell of a guy now. Octolingual, is that what it's called? That is what that's called. Now, Tesla was the fourth of five children. Uh, he had three sisters and an older brother, Dane, who was killed in a horse riding accident when Tesla was five. R.I.P. And I was also finding, I guess, like this story of him petting a cat when he was young and he saw the static electricity and his dad said, like, hey, that's the same as the lightning in the sky, just on a much smaller scale. And this uh, got, like, Tesla's interest. In, Peaked like, his interest, yeah, you yeah. might say. Peaked his interest. And I heard in one documentary I was watching, he questioned, is the Earth a giant cat? <laughs> <laughs> Loved playing with the cats. Yeah, and I'm not even shitting Don't yet. we all. Um, so... Let's get into the schooling and education, because in 1861, he attends primary school in Smilgen, uh, where he studied German, arithmetic, and religion. Uh, in 1870, he attends high school at the Higher Real Gymnasium, uh, where classes were held in German. Uh, now, during this period in his education, he became fascinated by uh, electricity demonstrations from his physics professor, uh, he noted that this, quote-unquote, mysterious phenomenon made him want to, quote, know more of this wonderful force. That's just the sign of a good teacher right there. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to invoke wonder in these little kids. Uh, now, Tesla was also able to perform integral calculus in his head. Uh, this would actually cause his teachers to suspect that he was cheating. Uh, and he went on to finish a four-year term in just three years. So he was finishing school below par. <laughs> am I am I not right in that? Is that if par is four years, and he finishes in just three, he's below par, right? Under par. 
under par, as they say under in golf. <laughs> uh, and he graduated it's in getting a birdie, getting that uh, degree one year early. Yeah, so he graduated in 1873 at the age of 17. Now, also early on in his life, he would like he was constantly coming down with various illnesses. Um, I guess not a strong immune system. Probably he, from all those cats he was playing with. Yeah, yeah. He also <laughs> he also suffered. <laughs> He also suffered from a bizarre phenomenon, which he experienced blinding flashes of light accompanied by visions, uh, oftentimes linked to a word or idea he had come across earlier. And later, these visions would help him like solve mathematical problems he encountered in his work. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is something that kind of would happen throughout his lifetime, not just when he was younger, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it happened, it started when he was younger, getting all these illnesses, and then it would, like he, like I said, he would experience this throughout his life. It helped him with his inventions and stuff. Simultaneously real, with him figuring shit out. It's pretty cool. A real beautiful mind type scenario. Yeah, except not schizophrenic. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> yeah, so, if you uh, ask Albert Einstein, he might say that he was. Well... Is that proven? Slander. Slander. That's slander on <laughs> Einstein's, yeah. Uh, now, in 1873, he returned to Smilgen. Uh, not too long after this, he contracted cholera, uh, causing him to be bedridden for nine months, and he almost died multiple times here. And it is at this point, Tesla's father, who originally wanted him to become a priest, he promised Tesla that if he survived, he would send him to the best engineering school possible. Hey, you know what? If you make it through this one, bud, we're going to send you to school. I mean, yeah, that's a hell of a promise. Uh, either way, Tesla pulls through. Uh, now, in 1874, he avoided being drafted into the Austro-Hungarian army by simply running away. <laughs> now, now, Easiest way to do it. Yeah, now he, he settled in... Tomingaj, uh, where he explored the mountains, donned in hunter's garb, and Tesla would later claim that living this close to nature made him stronger both physically and mentally. And morally. Mentally awake and morally straight. No, he did not say that <laughs> now, <laughs> because he was still playing with all those cats. Now, he would also read many books while he was, uh, I guess, in the wilderness here, becoming a huge fan of Mark Twain. Uh, claiming that Twain's work specifically helped him to miraculously recover from his earlier illness. Uh, So, fan of uh, satire, dark comedy, you know, laughter's the best medicine here. So, this guy basically pulled it into the wild before it was cool. This guy's a trendsetter in a whole bunch of ways, man. Yeah, he is. I mean, I guess if you want to look at it that way, yeah, he's pulling it into the wild, although he's not an idiot, eating poisonous plants. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, uh... 1875, Tesla enrolled at Austrian Polytechnic in Graz by way of a military frontier scholarship. Now, I was looking into this. What the fuck is that? Exactly. I don't really understand. I mean, I think there was a lot going on with like Austria, Hungary, Germany at the time. uh, And there were these like front lines. There was this military border. But I don't get how... So he avoids the draft by running away, and then they go, here's a fucking scholarship. Here's your GI Bill, bud. Were they just like, you know, he was doing such a good job of surviving in the woods. We're going to give you a scholarship. Now, where did you say you've been living the past couple years, buddy, in the woods? Now, it says here you were living off the grid, and you were able to survive? 
Now, we tried to draft you a couple of years back. What happened with that? <laughs> oh, you were in the woods. <laughs> they didn't get the draft notice. Well, here's a scholarship. Uh, so he's age 19 at this point. Now, during his first year, Tesla never missed a lecture. He earned the highest grades possible, and he passed nine exams, which is twice as many as were required. Uh, he also started a Serb cultural club, and he received a letter of commendation from the dean of the technology facility of the technical faculty to his father, which stated, Your son is a star of first rank. So during his second year, uh, Tesla even got into an argument with one of his professors over the Graham Dynamo, which is pictured here. Um, I guess he suggested that uh, com- commutators were not necessary. He's basically telling him, like, uh, it's a stupid design. Here's how you improve it. This was basically like an electrical generator that produced direct current at the time. Um, he's a real Rick character. Yeah, he's, I mean, so at this point, like, it's no secret Tesla is a brilliant mind. You know, he's envisioning these inventions. Um, he's killing it at all aspects of school, starting social clubs, um, getting living pat- off the land, living off the land, getting pats on the back from the dean, and he's calling out these idiot professors. Hell yeah. However, it was also during this, his second year at Graz, that Tesla developed a bit of a uh, passion, we'll call it. For billiards, chess, and card playing. Hell yes. <laughs> now, is that what you call it, Rob, with the sports betting? Is that a passion? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so, Truly a passion, you know? Sometimes Tesla would spend up to 48 hours at a gambling table. We all do. Uh, now, at the end of his second year, Tesla had lost his scholarship, and he had become addicted to gambling. Uh, so during his third year, Tesla gambled away his allowance and tuition money. Nice. Now later he would w- <laughs> he would win it back, and he gave the balance to his family. Uh, and he said it was then and there that he quote conquered his passion. Uh, now at the end of the year, when the final exam time came, Tesla was unprepared and requested an extension to study. Uh, this was <laughs> declined. <laughs> And he did not receive grades for the last semester of the third year, and he never graduated from university. Yeah, so he wasn't like Teabag. He didn't drop out three (laughs) times. It was only one time. So he doesn't graduate from university. In December of 78, he's 22. He left Graz and cut all ties with his family to hide the fact that he had dropped out of school. Uh, Now his. Now, his friends came to the conclusion that he had drowned in a nearby river. Makes sense. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, didn't, I couldn't find really any more on this. I guess they just were like... Did he fake his own death? I don't know, you know, but he moved to Maribor, Maribor where he worked as a draftsman for 60 florins per month. Uh, so that is about $33 in U.S. dollars, 2020. A month? A month. (laughs) So, Guess he's living off the land again. Yep, and he spent his spare time playing cards with local men on the streets. Playing CeeLo. Yeah, so (laughs) at this point, he's like a rambler. He's a gambler. You know, he's a a pioneer, like a mountain man almost. But in Serbia. Yeah, and a a gambler. Got it, got it, got it. Loves gambling. Uh, Now, in March of 1879, (laughs) Tesla's father traveled to Morabor begging Tesla to return home. 
Morabor? That sounds like fucking Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, not to be confused with Morador from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, he traveled to Morabor, uh, and he begs his son to return home. Tesla refused, and it is around this time that Tesla suffered a nervous breakdown. Uh, on March 24th, 1879, Tesla was returned to Gospic under police guard for not having a residence permit. About one month later, on April 17th, Tesla's father, Militon, died at the age of 60 after contracting unspecified illness or perhaps a stroke. I guess the jury really isn't in on this. We don't know the exact cause. Got it, got it. But anywhom, his dad passes away. Now, following his father's death, uh, he found a package of letters from his professors to his father warning that unless Tesla were removed from school, he would die due to overworking himself. Uh, because Tesla, a bit of a workhorse, you know, he claimed that he worked from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day, no exceptions for Sundays or holidays. Not a religious man. Yes. Tesla also never slept more than two hours a night. <clears throat> On one occasion later in his life in his lab, Tesla reportedly worked for a period of 84 hours without rest. Was he in there with a pen and a pad? I mean, yeah, a bit of a workaholic here to say the least. And also to add to this, Tesla felt that celibacy would help him focus on his career. Facts. So he never married or had any known romantic relationships. Really Uh, got away from that cat habit that he had earlier in life. (laughs) Yeah, he claimed to be unworthy of women, considering them to be superior to him in every way. Wow. So Feminist. Uh, well, we'll see his views on that a little bit later, but you know, no sex for this guy. He satisfied himself solely through his work. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Tesla's like the no fap king, the OG no fap. This guy's sleeping two hours a night. Like, dude, I could not do that. Yeah, he's doing no nut November, but for his whole life. No fap, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I don't know. I, I assume that Tesla fapped. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I assume yeah. Tesla was fapping. At least maybe. It's like, um, what is the movie with Matthew McConaughey where he tells him, we got to get those numbers up. You got to be pumping it out two times. Wolf is that Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. I think it's like that. Like, think about it. Tesla's working with numbers, you know, or, uh, like numbers, math, electrics all day. He's got to be pumping something out. He's got to be fapping at least, you know. Post-nut clarity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he really was the originator of no fap. Um, the world may never know. <clears throat> Yeah, now he was also a massive germaphobe and was obsessed with the number three. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before entering a building, he would often walk around the block three times. He would guess the mass of his meal before taking a bite, and he would count his jaw movements while eating. Uh, He also always used 18 napkins, and he developed... He also developed a phobia of round objects, particularly women's earrings and jewelry in general. Klepto. He would refuse to shake hands upon meeting people. Uh, He also couldn't bear to touch hair. Well, no wonder he doesn't like women. He don't like round objects. (laughs) Also doesn't like hair. Well, yeah, or jewelry. Um, So maybe he's got a phobia of women. Mm. I mean, some people did theorize that he was a homosexual, but... 
I don't know where there's any like proof of that. I think I think the the jury is in that he was like uh, not a sexual guy at all. He's asexual. And well, that's like in that's like Morrissey, right? Like you love yourself. Mm, that's called being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there is a term for that. Like Morrissey just like jerks off in it, like looking in a mirror. Probably. <laughs> no, I think he Plus does. On the Don't mirror. quote me on that. But uh, so let's <laughs> get slander. into let's get into this guy's career. So 1881, he's 25. He moves to Budapest, Hungary. Uh, where he would get some hands-on experience in electrical engineering, serving as the chief electrician at Central Telephone Exchange. Uh, During his employment, Tesla made many improvements to the station equipment and claimed to have perfected a telephone repair, a telephone repeater or amplifier, uh, but this was never patented or publicly described. Now, in 1882, he was hired by the Continental Edison Company in Paris, where he started working in what was the brand new industry of installing the DC-powered indoor incandescent lighting citywide. Uh, Now, this system had been patented by Thomas Edison in 1879, and these guys became impressed by Tesla's mastery of engineering and knowledge of physics. So management had him designing improved versions of the generating dynamos and motors and fixing problems at numerous other Edison facilities throughout France and Germany. Big tech guy. Yeah, so he's like he starts working here and he's like, oh, we can improve this, we can improve this, we can improve this. He's he's working his ass off. He's not fapping. And he's fucking, he's developing massive improvements to Edison's system. Mob mentality, if you will. Yeah, and now we get to, uh, you know, living in America. <laughs> you guys seen the that interview where he's just, James Brown is just yelling that at the reporter? <laughs> yeah. That's that's what Tesla was doing on the boat coming over, you just know? <laughs> living in America. Uh, so Charles Batchelor, he was the manager of Continental Edison facility in Paris, uh, and he was transferred back to the U.S. in 1884. Now, he also requested that Tesla be brought back as well. Uh, so in June 1884, Tesla immigrated to the United States and pretty much immediately began working at the Edison Machine Works in Manhattan's Lower East Side. Uh, and I guess this shop was like super overcrowded. He had all these workers and they were working out like the electrical grid for the entire city. Uh, because, you know, Edison's the pioneer of this incandescent lighting. Um, and, you know, here Edison's DC-based electrical lighting system was becoming the standard. This guy is international. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He's the only guy doing this lighting stuff. I think there was one other mm. company, but Edison was really the uh, top dog at the time. Uh, TDE. Yeah. So also, just like in Paris, Tesla's working on troubleshooting installations. He's improving generators. Uh, Now, it is estimated that Tesla may have met company founder Thomas Edison only a handful of times. Now, one of those times was noted in Tesla's autobiography, where after staying up all night repairing damaged dynamos on the ocean liner SS Oregon, he ran into Edison and Charles Batchelor, uh, who was uh, Edison's like business partner. Now, 
Edison, of course, makes some stupid snide comment about their Parisian being out all night. Uh, and then he told them, then Tesla tells him, hey, I've been up all night fixing the SS Oregon. You know, I just repaired all the electrical work. Uh, and Edison just walked away exclaiming to Bachelor, quote, this is a damn good man. Now, just six months later, Tesla quit working for Edison after a heated dispute over unpaid wages and bonuses. Although I, I think the ex- I heard that I think the exact <laughs> the exact event uh, that led to his leaving is unclear. It may have been over a bonus he didn't receive, or for uh, redesigning generators, or possibly like I guess. Okay, take a little explaining here, but he was working on like a new arc lighting system, but they just kind of shelved it because it it didn't uh, clash with the DC current, uh, which Edison was a proponent of at the time. Uh, But Tesla knew like, hey, we can run this on AC. It's going to be way better. But Edison was too far along in the DC stuff, and he didn't fully understand AC current. So they just shelved Tesla's brilliant invention and some say this could possibly be a reason why he quit. He wanted to pursue this. Uh, now, in his in his autobiography, though, Tesla stated that the manager of the Edison Machine Works offered a $50,000 bonus to design 24 different types of standard machines. Uh, turns out he was just fucking around with them. Uh, <laughs> later versions of the story have Thomas Edison himself offering and then backing out of the deal, claiming, quote, Tesla... You don't understand our American humor. So let's just like play out that scenario because like what <laughs> is that the humor at the time? Oh, oh, Tesla, could you just design 24 new machines for me? I'm messing with you. dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Like invents 24 new machines and the guy's like, oh, oh the, you were serious. I'm just fucking around. Or maybe it was like. One of those classic like office hazing pranks, you know, like selling them at <laughs> elevator pass. <laughs> or he's like, hey, can you design 24 new machines thinking he's not going to be able to do this? And he does. And then he just tells him he's fucking with him. <laughs> now, in his diary, Tesla wrote only one comment on what happened at the end of his employment. Scrawled across two pages, <laughs> Tesla wrote in large letters... Goodbye to the Edison Machine Works. You can fuck yourself and your fat fucking ass. <laughs> now, he didn't say the second part, but he did say goodbye to the Edison Machine Works. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, so... Hey, guess what, Edison? Fuck you. Hey, Edison, want to hear a joke? Knock, knock. Hello? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and your fat fucking ass. Yeah, so... So about three months after quitting, Tesla gained some financial backing uh, by businessmen Robert Lane and Benjamin Vale to start his own company, Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing. Uh, Now, instead of Edison's incandescent lamp bulbs, Tesla's company installed DC-powered arc lighting system he had designed. This was the thing that was shelved. It was just, I guess, a better lighting system. Oh, I'm sure Edison's feelings were probably hurt. Like, oh, this guy's design's better than mine? Fuck that. Yeah, or, well, a lot of also what I've seen is that Tesla was much more brilliant than Edison. He just wasn't as business savvy. So perhaps Edison, like, didn't really understand his machines fully. Because a lot, that's like a lot of things with Tesla's work. Like, people at the time just couldn't even comprehend them. 
They just didn't understand that Serbian humor. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe maybe it was that. Um, now, Tesla's arc lighting system was praised for its many advanced features, um, but his investors, Lane and Vale, uh, they had little interest in his ideas uh, for perfecting and harnessing alternate current, uh, which is, this is like Tesla's big thing. He really wants to harness and push alternating current instead of the popular DC current at the time. Um, so in 1886, these guys had no interest in this. They basically just pull out of Tesla's company and they start their own, leaving Tesla flat broke on his ass. And he even lost control of the patents he had generated um, since he had assigned them to the company in exchange for stock. Mm. So at this point, Tesla's basically had to pick up odd electrical repair jobs. He even resorted to digging ditches for $2 per day. That's uh, $55 in 2020. Sounds like uh, if you pick up a shift for Amazon Flex. Yes, it's exactly the same. You know? Essentially the same thing. <laughs> yeah, now Tesla would later reflect on this point in his life saying, quote, My high education in various branches of science, mechanics, and literature seems to me like a mockery. Now, this period also in his life, you know, he's down and out. He's fucking maybe, maybe at rock bottom. Maybe not. Not quite yet. Okay, but... um, He's still getting 55 bucks a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than $33 a month that well, he was making. He's also living in America versus, you know... Uh, Croatia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now, now this period in his life also helped to fuel him and devote himself even more to proving that AC was superior to Edison's direct current. ACDC, brother, am I right? Yeah, you are right. <laughs> so in April 1887, Tesla had some new investors. Uh, Western Union Telegraph Superintendent Alfred S. Brown and attorney Charles F. Peck together founded the Tesla Electric Company in New York City. Tech. Exactly. These guys were tech savvy. <laughs> So they would essentially develop new types of electric motors and generators. And this company was also formed under agreement that profits from generated patents would go one-third to Tesla, one-third to Peck and Brown, and one-third to fund development. Mm. So he's getting pretty a pretty good deal here, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Tesla developed a new type of electromagnetic induction motor that ran on alternating current and would have the device patented in May of 80, 1888. Uh, this motor proved to be simple, dependable, and required much less upkeep than that of the direct current-driven motors at the time. Now, in July of 1888, Tesla sold his patent for AC-powered motors to Westinghouse Electric Corporation. Uh, this was owned by electrical industry pioneer George Westinghouse, who is already a huge proponent of AC. Who isn't? Yeah. Now, in this deal, George Westinghouse bought the patent for Tesla's polyphase induction motor and transformer designs for $60,000 in cash. Finally made that bonus that he was offered. Yeah. That's one point. That's like $1.6 today. So he's, dog shit. he is getting that in cash as well as stock and a royalty of $2.50 per AC horsepower produced by each motor. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So Westinghouse also hired Tesla. So he's getting all of this. Plus they hired him 
for one year for two thousand dollars. That's fifty six. That's like almost fifty seven thousand in today's money per month to be fifty seven k. Yeah, fifty seven k per month to be a consultant at Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company's Pittsburgh Labs. You make fifty seven a year. I, I make, make fifty seven a day. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> now he's got like. So now we've got Westinghouse on board for AC. We've got Edison backing his DC current. Now, how the fuck did this guy die broke when he's making 57K a month? Well, for a feature. We'll find out if you listen on. Um, So at this point, you know, Westinghouse, he's on board for AC. Edison's backing DC. And this set up what would become known as the War of the Currents. Now, all of this is happening at a time of extreme competition between electrical companies. You've got the three big firms, which are Westinghouse, Edison, and Thomas Houston, all trying to financially undercut each other. They're all trying to get contracts because you got to think like electricity is being set up in the U.S. These guys are all fighting for city contracts. They're trying to get these lighting contracts. Um, They're trying to be the next big thing. So Edison, (laughs) Edison at the time, he knew that AC current, or I guess AC, much stronger than direct current. So it would be way better for traveling long distances, long distance power distribution. Uh, So if AC becomes the preference, Edison's fucked. Uh, So he launches a full-on propaganda campaign trying to claim that direct current was better and safer than Westinghouse's alternating current. Uh, which posed a deadly threat to the public, claiming that it was a force they should never allow in their homes. Smear campaign. Slime, <laughs> dude. A hundred percent smear campaign. Now, Edison and his associates even toured the U.S. presenting public demonstrations of animals being electrocuted with AC current. Now, it was mostly dogs and I believe some orangutans thrown in there. What the fuck? Um, this guy but, just going publicly executing animals? Yeah, it, just imagine that. Like, imagine this time. And also, I'm thinking about this. Let me know your thoughts. Because, like, think of a time when, like, edit these guys like Edison, Henry Ford, um, Tesla, all of these, like, early inventors. Do you think it was easier because nobody had invented this shit? Hmm. You know, like, it, like if those guys were thrown into today's society, would they be able to come up with something just as brilliant? Or was it easier to be an inventor back in the 1800s because, like, none of this shit even existed? It's like it's like you said, man. It's, it's all about how you present it. If you're just going to go around and bash somebody else's invention, you don't really got to worry about what you have. I was just going to say, I think it's relative to the time that you're in. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like that stuff hasn't been invented yet then, but... It's also like there's still people today inventing cool shit that hasn't been invented yet, you know? Doesn't yeah. make it any easier, any less. Yeah, but I'm saying like if Edison like never invented the light bulb, like would we run off of something totally di- – like would something totally different than a light bulb have been invented and come along and been the big thing? Or would we still Possibly. be like lighting our houses with candles or something? <laughs> well, Tesla was around. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so, you know, yeah, but these guys, okay, also think of this. Like, they're trying to prove that AC is much more dangerous. But this is also, like, the same thing of, like, yeah, fire is dangerous if you stick your hand directly in it. 
It's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's not like, like anything could be dangerous, but they're going around to U.S. courthouses and stuff, and they're like, they would put the dog on the thing, electrocute him with DC current, and it wouldn't die, and then they'd be like, now let's test out AC. <laughs> Like, oh, just like burst into flames, and he's a fucking bastard for doing this to dogs. A, oh yeah. Also orangutans, but there is a myth that he electrocuted this elephant, which is just a myth. It was Edison Jesus didn't have Christ. anything to do with that, but these guys did electrocute an elephant. Uh, at the these time. guys that worked for Edison, I don't think they worked for Edison. Edison just like filmed it, I believe. Well, oh. if I'm correct, doesn't the alternating current have like multiple streams of current flowing through it, whereas the direct is just like one in, one out? Alternating is like a circle of currents kind of flowing through it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. I'm not an electrical engineer, and I think <laughs> well, this episode will prove like how big of idiots we are. Like, I don't <laughs> really understand a lot of this stuff I was looking up in terms of Tesla's inventions, but the way I was explained is like, DC is just like water flowing through a pipe. Mm-hmm. AC is like the water goes back and forth through the pipe and like keeps moving forward. So that's why it's much stronger. It's just a yeah, so much obviously more powerful just, system. Well, that's what I'm saying is obviously if you plug something up to it, it's going to fucking get electrocuted when it's way higher power. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either, <clears throat> either way, dude, I don't care. If you're using AC or DC, if you tase me, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, also, either way, if you're electrocuting animals in public, that's a pretty oh, yeah. fucked up way <laughs> to try and sell your product. Yeah, but you got to think about this in terms of like back then, they thought this was like cutting edge science, which I guess it was. But they yeah. were like, yes, this is so tech savvy, which brings us to... The next point, conveniently for Edison's smear campaign he was running, around the same time, New York State was looking for a faster, more humane way to execute people, other than the preferred method of hanging them. Um, So Edison, even though he was opposed to capital punishment, he recommended using AC-powered electrocution. You know, this is a new fad, uh, electrics, electrics, you know, new technology, this is the future. Uh, so in 1890, murderer William Kemmler became the first person to be executed in a Westinghouse AC generator-powered electric chair. Th- this had been secretly designed by one of Edison's salesmen. Because they asked, like, uh, Edison proposes this, and they go to Westinghouse, and they're like, hey, build us some AC generators to use for this electric chair. We're going to l- fry these prisoners. It's more humane. It's tech. It's fucking cool. And... Westinghouse is like, no, I don't want my name on this. I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> so they just built their own AC generators and just started pushing the electric chair Jesus because Christ. Edison or uh, yeah, Edison figures like, hey, this will like think like you don't want to be associated with the fucking death chair, <laughs> you know, crazy bastard. Well, I mean, these guys were fucking crazy as well. Fine, and. The electric chair isn't even a fucking more humane way. I would rather be hung by a noose. I would rather just be shot in my head, you know? Because in an electric chair, they I guess they don't really have a good idea of how you die, but they think it's just from asphyxiation because your brain is literally being bubbled in your skull and it fries those receptors to tell your lungs to breathe. So you're awake and conscious and you just like can't breathe. Basically you're like 
your head's just like exploding and you, your brain doesn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. And even when they fried Jesus this guy, Christ, the first guy, they didn't, this wasn't like in, um, it wasn't perfected yet. So this wasn't like in green mile when they put the sponge on his head. Just this some was just, yeah. And his, and his head just started smoking and he was still alive and they had to jolt him with another 2000 volts. Oh, so this is all happening now two years after signing the tesla contract uh westinghouse electric was in financial trouble uh, because you had the financial panic of 1890 uh this was causing investors to pull their their loans um there was a cash shortage um so they have to like refinance consolidate their debts and at this time westinghouse was paying a $15,000 a year guaranteed royalty, even though Tesla's motors were uh, pretty rare and the, the power systems needed to run them were even rarer. Uh, so George Westinghouse, he kind of explained to Tesla like, hey, you know, we, we can't do your royalty thing anymore. It's just not like they hadn't made a financially feasible version of his motor yet to, to for widespread use. So he was like, hey, you know, we, you got to like cut this, this future royalties thing out of your deal so that I can keep the company and we don't have to have issues with the banks. Um, so Edison or Tesla, he figures, you know, what the hell, um, my inventions, you know, he's, he's confident that his inventions will carry him through. So he agrees to release the company from royalty payments in the clause of his contract. Got to admire the man's confidence. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, Edison had failed to discredit AC, and in 1892, Westinghouse and Edison's new company, General Electric, uh, went head-to-head for the contract to supply electricity to the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Uh, Now, Westinghouse ultimately won this contract, and the fair served as a dazzling public display of Tesla's AC system. Uh, also Tesla had like devised all kinds of wirelessly lit vacuum and gas filled tubes. He would basically like pioneer fluorescent light bulbs and he could light these wirelessly throughout the room. And so like he's just killing it at these lighting displays. He had all of these crazy fucking lights and he would even like all of the lights all of the lights. He would even bend them to spell names. So he's like a, a pioneer of modern neon lighting. Mm. Uh, and he displayed these tubes in his personal exhibit at the World's Fair. Uh, so they kill it at the World's Fair. And then Tesla and Westinghouse won a contract to build generators for a new hydroelectric power plant at Niagara Falls. Uh, so Westinghouse Electric, they're awarded this contract they're building a two-phase AC generating system at Niagara Falls based on Tesla's advice and Westinghouse's demonstration at the Columbian Exposition that they could complete this AC system. Uh, Now, at the same time, a further contract was awarded to General Electric to build the AC distribution system, and in 1896, the power plant began delivering AC electricity to Buffalo, New York, 26 miles away. I never even been to Buffalo. (laughs) Now, Tesla gave a speech at the opening ceremony saying, quote, It signifies the subjugation of natural forces to the service of man, the discontinuance of barbarous methods, 
the relieving of millions from want and suffering. So at this point, AC current is established as the standard for electric power, and this effectively ends the war of the currents. Now, back in the lab, like, let's let's get back, you know, meanwhile, Tesla, like Rob said, he's fucking hella wealthy from all the moolah he made licensing his AC patents. Uh, so now he's got the time, he's got the funds to pursue his own inventions. In 1889, Tesla spent the next dozen years working out of a series of workshop and laboratories spaces in Manhattan. Uh, he worked every day from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. or later, had dinner at exactly 8, 10 p.m. at Delmonico's restaurant and later the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, and he dined alone except on the rare occasions that he would give a dinner to a group to meet his social obligations. Uh, Tesla's work would then resume typically until 3 a.m. Maniac. For exercise, he he walked between 8 and 10 miles per day and he curled his toes 100 times for each foot every night, claiming this stimulated his brain cells. I mean, that's what I do. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to have to try that one out. <laughs> Better up your reps, buddy. Tesla also became a vegetarian in his later years, uh, living on only milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juice. Now, I want to say, see, I, I've been doing this the past week, and honestly, I felt far more productive at work. Okay, so you're on the Tesla diet? Bread, yeah. milk, bread, milk, and honey, huh? And the vegetable juice. I got my vegetable juice right here. Yeah, this guy is like the pioneer of the juice cleanse. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Ahead of his time. Yeah, and maybe you just, hey, just try maybe inventing stuff, dude. Like think of something in your head, throw it together. Maybe you'll Bro, start I've seeing some re- bright flashes of light. <laughs> you could be the next I'm, Tesla. I've been reading about all these inventions. This shit is way over my head, dude. Well, have you also abstained from fapping? Fapping, yes. Okay, you got to stop fapping, stick to the diet, the inventions will come. See you, um. If you you build it, they will come, yeah? Now... That's what I've been told. As we said, you know, throughout his lifetime, it is estimated that Tesla obtained around 300 patents worldwide. Uh, Some of Tesla's (laughs) patents are not accounted for, and others have simply lain hidden in patent archives. Look at the patent number, bitch. <laughs> there, there are a minimum of 278 known patents issued to Tesla. Most of his patents were in the United States, Britain, and Canada, but many other patents were approved in as many as 26 countries around the globe. Uh, and there was also countless inventions developed by Tesla that were not put into patent protection. Do you guys got any patents out there? Well, T-Bag's on his way to having some patents out there. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a week. Now, as we discussed, you know, he had his patents for the Westinghouse on the polyphase induction motor and transformer designs. Uh, so a bit to add there before we get into some of his other inventions. Today, practically all electricity in the world is generated, transmitted, and turned into mechanical power by means of the Tesla polyphase system. Without this... The giant steam electric power plants in many big cities and the hydroelectric plants such as TVA, Boulder Dam, and Grand Coulee Dam would be impossible. The Tesla polyphase inventions are without question the most important single group of inventions in the entire field of electrical engineering. Wow. 
Um, so, you know, a little perspective there. Now, let's get into some of his other inventions. So here we got the Tesla coil. Rob, this is for you. Um, <laughs> Tesla had attended the 1889 exposition Universe in Paris, uh, and he learned of Heinrich Hertz's experiments that proved the existence of electromagnetic radiation, including radio waves. Now, Tesla found this new discovery refreshing and decided to explore it, developed an oscillating transformer with an air gap instead of insulation between the primary and secondary windings of an iron core that could be moved to different positions in or out of the coil. This became the Tesla coil, used to produce high-voltage, low-currency, high-frequency alternating current electricity. He would use this resonant transformer circuit in his later wireless power work. The Tesla coil would also become fundamental to the development of wireless communications still used in modern radio technology. Uh, the Tesla coil inductor was an essential part of many early radio transmission antenna. So, uh. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but basically, you know those little plasma balls you you mess around with in the science stores and stuff? Okay, see, this is what I was going to ask you. The one like you have. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to sound like an idiot because this picture kind of looks like those ones. Like you go to Spencer's and you touch it and the electricity comes to you. Yeah, that's essentially a mini Tesla coil. And what I found in my research, I didn't know this and I did this yesterday. So if you, you know like the big tube fluorescent bulbs? Yes. Or any fluorescent bulb, like even the little coiled up ones. If you turn on one of those little plasma balls and touch a fluorescent tube to it, it lights up. Fun mm. fact. Yeah. So try that out. A little science for you guys. They also make really great lightsabers. So if you want to smack your friend with one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that, shatter it. That too. <laughs> um, now on July 30th, 1891, age 35. Hold on. I'm going to let this fucking dog out. Sorry. Now on July 30th, 1891, he's age 35 and he patented his famous Tesla coil. And he also became a naturalized citizen of the United States. Um, some other inventions were just, I just kind of pulled some of, uh, I guess his most interesting ones, uh, in 1898, Tesla demonstrated a boat to the public during an electrical ex exhibition at Madison square garden, which used a coherer based radio control, which he dubbed teleautomation. Uh, Tesla tried to sell his idea to the U S military as a type of radio controlled torpedo. But they showed little interest. So he invented a radio-controlled boat in 1898. And the military was like, nah. No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a fucking remote-controlled torpedo in 1898? And, and the military's like, what? Like, nah. What the fuck are you doing, military? <laughs> uh, do we want to be the most powerful military ever? No, thanks. Yeah. But I guess this was also like before World War One, even. So mm. modern warfare wasn't where it is. Well, imagine you know? if they would have took him up on that <laughs> yeah, exactly. offer. So, uh, World War One and Two would have ended a lot quicker. Now Tesla also, well, it became commonplace in I believe like right after World War One. But I mean, they could have been years ahead of the time. Well, imagine if they would have gone with his death ray. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, but it, like I th again, this just speaks to him being a man before his time. Like people just didn't understand what he was doing. They just couldn't comprehend his inventions. That's how fucking crazy they were. Or not crazy, crazy but one. just like mind blowing. Um, but uh, he also worked extensively into wireless lighting. 
1890 like test. Like the clapper? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's still hooked up. Like, like the example of putting the fluorescent bulb on the thing. You know, like imagine if you imagine if you didn't Putting have the to, bulb on the thing. Imagine if light bulbs were just hanging by strings and you could light them up. Strings. Yeah, no wires. Just plugged into the roof. Well, not even plug. They don't have to be plugged in. Like I could just hold it in my hand and it would light up. Like a flashlight. I guess like glow stick. Yeah, I guess battery operated, but with no batteries. Remote control. Wireless, not remote <laughs> control. Uh, see, we're having a hard time even grasping his inventions now. I need more juice. I mean, it could still be installed into the ceiling, just have no well, wires. Why don't you listen here? Because he experimented <laughs> with the Tesla coil, attempted to develop wireless lighting, uh, conducted a series of public demonstrations where he lit Geissler tubes and even incandescent light bulbs from across the room. Uh, he spent most of the decade working on variations of this new form of lighting with the help of various investors, but none of the ventures were able to make a commercial product out of his findings. So it's like we said, you know, the tech just wasn't there to make a commercially feasible product. Because people are idiots. I mean, I guess they're just not as advanced as Tesla. <laughs> But uh, like, I don't even understand how this works. So how am I going to sell this? Yeah. So by the mid 1890s, he's working on the idea that he might be able to conduct electricity long distance through the earth or the atmosphere. Uh, He began working on experiments to test this idea, setting up a large resonance transformer magnifying transmitter in his East Houston Street lab. Uh, That's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. Now, this was all based off of a common idea at the time that the Earth's atmosphere was conductive, which I guess it's not. Um, So he proposed a system composed of balloons suspending, transmitting, and receiving electrodes in the air above 30,000 feet in altitude, where he thought the lower pressure would allow him to send high voltages, millions of volts, long distances. So other balloons. Always with the balloons. (laughs) Yeah, always with the balloons. Now, to further study the conductive nature of low-pressure air, Tesla set up another lab in the high altitude of Colorado Springs during 1899. To fund his experiments, he convinced John Jacob Astor IV to invest $100,000, that's about $3 million in today's money, to become a majority shareholder in the Nikola Tesla company. Astor thought he was primarily investing in this new wireless lighting system. Instead, Tesla used the money to fund his Colorado Springs experiments. Uh, Now, upon his arrival, he told reporters that he planned to conduct wireless telegraphy experiments transmitting signals from Pikes Peak to Paris. Uh, He could operate much larger coils than in New York. And an associate had made an arrangement for the El Paso Power Company to supply alternating current free of charge. Uh, He conducted experiments with a large coil operating in the megavolts range, producing artificial lightning and thunder consisting of millions of volts of discharges up to 135 feet in length. This feat has never since been recreated. Uh, at one point, he inadvertently burned out the generator in El Paso, causing a power outage. Uh, so I guess, like, 
from what I could find, like nobody really knows what he was doing with these experiments. <laughs> He's just like shooting lightning into the sky. <laughs> hey, bud, you got three mil I could borrow so I can shoot some lightning? <laughs> He's just making man-made <laughs> lightning. But I guess like... Um, Goes back to the cat thing. Yeah, and, and there was like... Uh, <laughs> Observations he made of the electronic noise of lightning strikes led him to incorrectly conclude that he could use the entire globe of the earth to conduct electrical energy. Now, this is where we get like he starts kind of getting a little strange here because during his time at this laboratory, Tesla observed unusual signals signals from a receiver, which he speculated to be communications from another planet. He mentioned this to a reporter in December of 1899, and they immediately treated it as a sensational story, jumping to the conclusion that Tesla was hearing signals from Mars. He expanded on the signals he heard in a February 9th, 1901, Collier's Weekly article entitled Talking with Planets, where he said it had not been immediately apparent to him that he was hearing intelligently controlled signals uh, and that the signals could have come from Mars, Venus, or other planets. So at this point, people think he's talking to Martians. He himself thinks he's talking to Martians. Maybe he is a Martian. Just like uh, or, yeah, yeah, we get there in our <laughs> theories, but it is hypothesized that he may have intercepted Guglielmo Marconi's European experiments in July of 1899. Uh, because Marconi may have transmitted the letter S, uh, dot, 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 in Morse code in a naval demonstration, the same three pulses that Tesla hinted at hearing in Colorado. So I guess that's what people think is happening there. Now, again, with these Colorado experiments, he's looking into wireless lighting, and he's also looking into wireless power. We know he, he's deeply invested in wireless communications, in the 1800s. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, yeah. Like, this time in history, this, <laughs> there was no feasible way to wirelessly transmit communication signals over long distances, let alone large amounts of power. Uh, and many of his, as we said, many of his Colorado experiments, they're still not fully understood, but a lot of people think this is what he was trying to do there. Uh, now, from 1901 through 1906, Tesla spent most of his time and savings working on his most ambitious and possibly far-fetched project yet, an electrical transmission system he believed could provide energy and communications without the need for wires to the entire world. So at this point, he's really shooting for the stars here. You know, I mean, he thinks he's talking to Martians. He, he could have made something fucking badass but this wasn't really a concern back then because all these dickheads like Edison and these business guys, they're all concerned with money, you know? Still are. Uh, yeah, Nothing's exactly. Really changed. Uh, so, you know, his ideas were, and this is where like a lot of people think he was trying to do free worldwide power, mm. but that's like a misinterpretation of mm, what he no, was no, actually. No, no, We got to charge people for that. Uh, well, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think he Welcome was. Welcome to America. He was actually meaning to like with this stuff, as we'll see. I, it's not like he was on the verge of giving everybody free power, and they were like, "Well, this can never happen." Uh, but a lot of people that we know of. That's where. Well, no, we do know of it. <laughs> it's, it's in documents, and it's. 
And that's why we never learn about Tesla in the history books. We only learn about Thomas Edison, right? Well, as we said, <laughs> skill, money. And, uh, it's all about the motherfucking money. It is money. all about the money. But yeah, you know, business and money talks and skill walks. Money, hoes, and clothes. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it, it, a lot of people say he was trying to do, hey, hey, you know, we could give people free power. All these investor guys, these capitalists, they're saying, uh, if we can't charge people for it, fuck you. Well, guess I'll fuck you. So, you know, with his ideas here, he was saying this could possibly be free power. We don't fully know if that's what he was trying to do. Um, but all these investor guys, they were kind of like, hey, you know, if we can't charge people for it, fuck you. This is capitalism, you know. At its finest. <laughs> yeah, at its finest. Now, in 1901, with the backing of investors headed by J.P. Morgan, Tesla obtained 150 grand, which is about 4.6 million in today's money, uh, and began building a power plant with a massive power transmission tower at his Wardenclyffe Laboratory on Long Island. Is this thing still around? Well, keep listening and you'll find out. Uh, now, this was such a big undertaking. In fact, it was probably too big. And this kind of dragged on. And just due to this, to its enormity alone, this caused his investors to doubt its possibility. So they withdrew their support. Now, to add insult to injury, Marconi had already successfully transmitted the letter S from England to Newfoundland, uh, defeating Tesla in the race to be the first to complete a wireless transmission. Um, so again, you know, this was really the race to create a transatlantic radio. Um, Tesla told his financial backer, JP Morgan, that he was working on a way to funnel quotes and messages, encode them with a new frequency and broadcast them from a device that could fit in your hand. So he's talking about a fucking smartphone. Uh, like a, th- uh, hundred, a thousand years before it's invention. <laughs> yeah, hundred years, hundred years. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of years before it's invention. Uh, now, he envisioned this and wireless internet, but this idea was eventually stopped in its tracks. As we said, you know, it was just, it was just too big at the time, and it, I don't think the tech was there. Now, over the next five years, Tesla wrote more than 50 letters to Morgan pleading and demanding additional funding to complete the construction of Wardenclyffe, Uh, He continued the project for another nine months into 1902, where the tower was erected to its full height of 187 feet. Um, But Wall Street investors, they're they're putting their money fully into Marconi's system. Uh, And and the press even began turning on Tesla, claiming this was a hoax. You know, his, his project came to a halt in 1905, and Tesla mortgaged Wardenclyffe property to cover his debts which mounted to 20K, which is like five, 500K in today's money. Uh, and Tesla was forced... It's nothing to him. Tesla was forced to abandon his wireless power project in 1906. Uh, the, the land was later sold, and to answer your question, Rob, the tower was torn down. Mm. <laughs> so Disrespect. Yeah, now... Now we're getting into like the later years. Um, I guess this was when Tesla kind of really started to lose it. Or maybe he's just like we said, a man that was much too far ahead of his time. Uh, So 1906, you know, he opened offices at 165 Broadway in Manhattan. And he tried to raise further funds by developing and marketing his patents. 
And basically from 1910 to 1914, he would just kind of continue this pattern of moving to a different hotel every few years and just leaving <laughs> the bills behind. <laughs> Real, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah this is a classic tesla move this Credit is what, card, you got it you know how there's like the irish goodbye of just like leaving and saying not saying anything <laughs> to anybody this was the croatian goodbye you just leave a the tesla goodbye <laughs> yeah the tesla goodbye uh so by 1925 he was effectively bankrupt um <laughs> Now, most of his patents had run out, and he was having trouble with new inventions that he was trying to develop. Uh, as we said, you know, he's getting in his, his older years. Uh, he's pretty old. He's, he's kind of starting to lose it. Um, like we said, he walked 8 to 10 miles every day. He would walk to the park every day and feed the pigeons. As he got older, he began feeding them at the window of his hotel room, and he would even nurse injured birds back to health. Uh, he said that he had been visited by a certain injured white pigeon daily, and he would spend over $2,000 to care for this bird, including a device he built to support her comfortably while her broken wing and leg healed. Tesla stated, quote, I have been feeding pigeons, thousands of them, for years. But there was one, a beautiful bird, pure white with a light gray tip on its wings. The one that was different. It was a female. I had only wished to call her and she would come flying to me. I loved that pigeon as a man loves a woman and she loved me. As long as I had her, there was purpose in my life. So a guy was in love with a pigeon. Yeah, so this, he's becoming the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. Or what about uh, Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold? <laughs> yeah, he's like those who rolled into one at this point because they said just like... living in Manhattan, feeding pigeons all the just time. Just leaving his bills unpaid. Has no money. Feeding <laughs> pigeons from the window. They said his hotel rooms would be filthy because they would just be covered Pigeon with birds. Oh. <laughs> pigeons everywhere. Uh, so God damn it, Nicola. You let the pigeons in again? <laughs> he's just, I just imagine like the bellhop coming to deliver his dinner and he's just like... Does the slow turn like in Home Alone? He's just covered in pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> or yeah, it's like it's like, hey Arnold, he just spreads his wings and the pigeons like carry him off into the sunset. <laughs> uh, now in 1931, a young journalist who Tesla became friends with, Kenneth M. Swayze. No relation to Patrick. Is that Sweezy or Swayze? <laughs> Who's that driving? Kenneth Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no relation to Patrick, but he organized a celebration for the invest for Tesla's 75th birthday. Uh, Tesla received congratulatory letters from more than 70 pioneers in science and engineering, including Albert Einstein. And he was also featured on the cover of Time magazine. Um, Tesla's birthday bash was it was such a success. That this started becoming an annual event. And Tesla would invite the press so they could see his, his newer inventions. They could hear stories about his past exploits and his views on current events and sometimes baffling claims. As we said, he's starting to you know get older. He's, he's, Is he hitting these people with a cover charge? He's saying, wow, shit. I do not think he was. <laughs> you know? Now, at the 1932 party, Tesla claimed... He had invented a motor that would run on cosmic rays. So he's kind of speaking about solar power here. 
Mm. Now, this and some of his other stuff is it, it kind of spawned a whole mythos of itself. As we said up top, there's a lot of folklore to Tesla uh, because this is often misconstrued as the whole narrative that Tesla did, in fact, design and build a working electric car. Uh, now, this whole myth can be traced back to a supposed Tesla invention described by Peter Savo, who claimed to be Tesla's nephew, although he was not. Uh, now, Savo said that Tesla took him to Buffalo, New York in 1931 and showed him a modified pierced arrow automobile, which had the stock gasoline engine removed and repa- replaced with a brushless AC electric motor. Uh, the motor would as- was said to have been run by a cosmic energy power receiver consisting of a box measuring about 25 inches long, 10 inches wide, 6 inches thick, containing 12 radio vacuum tubes connected to a 6-foot-long antenna. And the car was said to have been driven for about 50 miles at speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. Now, there's no physical evidence that has ever been produced confirming that the car actually existed and is mostly considered to be a fabrication. Uh, but there's a number of web pages out there that perpetuate the myth. Um, every account of this purported demonstration of the automobile is based on the 1967 story, plus embellishment from various authors. This guy made the first Prius. Uh, that's what they're saying. But yeah, but that's that's you know thought to be a myth. Now in '33. So in 33, at the age of 77, Tesla told reporters at the event, uh, after 35 years of work, he was on the verge of producing proof of a new form of energy. He claimed it was a theory of energy that was violently opposed to Einsteinian physics and could be tapped with an apparatus that would be cheap to run and last 500 years. Uh, Wow. So a lot of people think this is like his thoughts on nuclear energy. Hmm. Uh, because if you listen to how he's describing it, it, it kind of seems like a nuclear reactor, you know, it's supplying energy for this long. Uh, um, but I don't really know. I mean, we can get into like Tesla's papers and files a little bit later, but who knows where he was on atomic energy at this time? I mean, we just, we don't know. Um, he also told reporters he was working on a way to transmit individualized private radio wavelength, as we said, the smartphone concept. Uh, he was also working on breakthroughs in metallurgy and developing a way to photograph the retina and record your own thoughts. Now, this is also like Elon Musk. Isn't he working on something similar to this right now? Like his, uh, I'm not sure about the retina photography part of it. But like recording your thoughts. He, I, wasn't he talking about something similar on Rogan with his like neural net thing? Yeah, he's talking about um, basically you would install it before, you're, before you die and it kind of downloads all of your memories and thoughts to a database. And then you can take that chip out and plug it into like AI and continue... Oh. Life so as that's a like, robot after your body passes on, basically. Well, no, I thought he was also talking about one that you like. It literally plugs into like some portion of your brain or something, and you it records everything. So you could like literally go play back a memory. Yeah, he's doing both. Mm. So that's pretty much exactly what Nikola is describing here. Reincarnation, baby. Yeah, he also told reporters in 1934 that he had designed a super weapon he claimed would end all war. He called it Teleforce, but was re- it was 
It's most commonly referred to as his death ray. And he said, quote, I'm sure the Tesla death ray will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he did not actually say that, but uh, T-Bag, this is what you were alluding to earlier, yes? Um, yeah. <laughs> so did you know anything about the Tesla death ray before this? No, I had never heard of it before we did research. Okay. Do you know anything about the shield generator? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think a lot of like star, like Lucas must have been a a Tesla fan. Must have. Because a lot of this stuff kind of seems like stuff they've put into sci-fi movies. I mean, Tesla described this death ray as a defensive weapon, uh, saying that it could be put up along the border of a country. And with this machine, a nation could bring wholesale destruction upon invading armies and shoot down fleets of incoming aircraft at distances of 200 miles away. Specific details about the device have been difficult to obtain. Tesla never revealed detailed plans of how the weapon worked during his lifetime, but in 1984, they surfaced at the Nikola Tesla Museum Archive in Belgrade, and they were titled, quote, the new art of projecting concentrated non-dispersive energy through the natural media. Now, this basically described an open-ended vacuum tube with a gas jet seal that allowed particles to exit, a method of charging slugs of tungsten or mercury to millions of volts and directing them in streams. Like a laser beam. Pretty much. It more like a, laser. a almost like a rail gun or like a particle oh. beam. A blaster. A lot of people describe it as a particle beam cannon. Okay. Uh, now, them with the motherfucker. Again, there's it. people who I think have been trying to do like research and recreate this stuff. Um, I don't think we have recreated it, to my knowledge. I mean, I don't know what the government's up to, and we'll get into some of these claims a little bit later. But on questions asked to Tesla concerning the death ray, he stated, "Quote, but it is not an experiment." I have built, demonstrated, and used it. Only a little time will pass before I can give it to the public. Again, during his lifetime, Tesla tried to interest the U.S. War Department, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, and Yugoslavia in the device, but nobody would bite on this thing. So again, this is like the fucking radio torpedo, a fucking rail gun, a particle beam, and these guys are like, ah, nah. <laughs> That's okay. We're <laughs> That's good. good. Uh, we'll now, stick to our horses. <laughs> we'll just keep using these old AK-47s. Yeah, we'll use this fucking water-cooled uh, machine gun. Uh, now, whether <laughs> Tesla's idea was ever taken seriously is still a matter of debate. Uh, most experts consider the idea infeasible. Uh, though his death beam bears an uncanny resemblance to the charge particle beam weapon developed by both the United States and the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Now, Rob, this is where we can get into some of your thoughts because you were saying you watched the Ancient Aliens episode on Tesla. Yes, I did. Now, specifically, like we said, there's a lot of lore, a lot of folklore and myths and legends around Tesla and his work. It's all very mysterious. And I think a lot of that is because people just don't fully understand it. Like, we just can't comprehend it. Uh, We're not that smart. Yeah. Now, his death ray and Wardenclyffe Tower are probably the two most, like, conspiracy-centric inventions in his career. Although... There is a ton of conspiracy theories and even myths attributed to many of Tesla's works. Uh, You know, there's the death ray machine like we just talked about. There's the free energy conspiracy. 
Um, there's the Tunguska explosion of 1908, which we talked about on our Ghostbusters episode, I that believe. That is correct. Uh, yeah, there's also like... You're saying that's when he tested it, possibly? Well, that's when he was working on Wardenclyffe Tower, and they're thinking that like since he was trying to conduct energy through the ground, that could have something to do with it. Mm. Um, there's also conspiracy theories out there linking Tesla to the Philadelphia experiment, which I don't know if we covered any of those in our episode, but... I don't believe so. Uh, yeah, like some people say he was working on time travel. I mean, it's like you said, working on the fucking flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. Uh, maybe that's where they got the idea. But a lot of people, yeah, they were saying like he was he was working on time travel. He's quoted as saying that he has seen the past, present, future all at once. But mm-hmm. again, these I just think like are Scrooge. Yeah, these are just myths <laughs> perpetuated by the lack of understanding of his work. But did you have any specifically that you wanted to get into in that? I just thought it was interesting watching that episode that uh, the part about him possibly having interstellar communication through the wireless communication that he was working on. Uh, I know we said it was possibly he was just picking up the other guy, Marconi. Is that the guy's name? I'm yeah, saying that right? his signal. But people even thought that he himself was a Martian. Well, they had a theory on there that the bright lights that he was seeing every time before he would have a breakthrough was actually him like telepathically communicating with aliens. Okay. And that someone I I can't remember exactly who like the the conspiracy theory links to it, but like someone he talked to someone about it and they that's the whole reason that he was getting shut down all the time is because no one wanted that information to like come out that oh this guy's so smart because he's communicating with aliens. Well, there was even like one theory I was looking up was there was some declassified files and they mentioned like some lady saying that Tesla... Some lady? Baby Ruth? Some lady was saying that Tesla was dropped off by these people in a spaceship from Venus and he himself was like a Venetian. Is that what you would say? Mm. A Venetian. Venetian. Uh, he himself was an alien Could that make come sense. down here and he's fucking a brilliant mind and no, nobody understood him. Uh, and maybe that's why he like Just looks like so weird and it is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think these claims are mostly just like, like we said, people just can't comprehend his work and they're saying, what the fuck, you know, he's got to be an alien. Now, is there any evidence to... Um, support, I guess you would say, the fact that he actually tested out the death ray? Or is that all kind of like bullshit hearsay? I mean, who knows? Like like I said, a lot of his Colorado experiments are still not fully understood. Maybe that's mm. what he was doing mm. there. Um, that's no moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he's trying to build a Death Star as well. <laughs> um, who, well I you mean, don't who see knows? Alderaan floating around out there, I'll tell you that. Now let's get around. Now let's get right into some of Tesla's theories himself, because he himself, as we said, man of science, he's got a lot of hypotheses, a lot of theories. Hypotheses. Um, so, and some of these, hear me out here. Maybe again, man before his time, or maybe he just wasn't on the money with these. You know, you can't win every time. Uh, so he had he had attempted to market several devices based on the production of ozone. Um, mm. Now, these included his 1900 Tesla Ozone Company, selling a 19, an 1896 patented device based on the Tesla coil 
used to bubble ozone through different types of oils and make a therapeutic gel. He also did try to develop a different variation of this uh, to use as a room sanitizer for hospitals. Now, again, I looked up this ozone, like production of ozone, and I guess it's this gel or it can be, it's like a gas, but I guess if he's making it into a gel, it's very harmful. Uh, so I don't <laughs> actually think, the opposite of what yeah, he was it, opposite of what he was trying to do. But again, I don't fully understand. Like I didn't read his papers of anything that he was trying to do. This was just one of the things I saw. Or maybe um, Edison got a hold of that and made it seem like it was harmful. Oh just yeah, to fuck with another him. slanderous act on Edison's <laughs> behalf. Uh, he also theorized that you could enhance someone's intelligence by applying electricity to the brain. So in 1912, he crafted what he said was, quote, A plan to make dull students bright by saturating them unconsciously with electricity. So he proposed a plan to wire the walls of a schoolroom and blast high-frequency <laughs> infinitesimal electric waves. He claimed the whole room would thus be converted into a health-giving stimulating electromagnetic field or quote-unquote bath. Uh, this plan was provisionally approved by the superintendent oh of New York City schools. <laughs> However, this never came into fruition as far as we know. Um, so, <laughs> again, I mean, that's going to electrocute a whole classroom of kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'd be electrocuted, but that's fucking... Electricity bath? Well, what it's, again, that, it's high-frequency infinitesimal electric waves. Like, you don't ah. get electrocuted when you touch the little plasma ball, do you? If you put a penny on there. He's just putting plasma <laughs> balls all in this fucking classroom. Maybe making these kids smarter. Maybe electrocuting them. <laughs> either way. I mean, either way, it doesn't sound too safe. Uh, now, he was also... Like, like in Ghostbusters, when the guy gets the card wrong and... Uh, what's oh, and he's just shocking him. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, and also in August of 1917, um, in the magazine Electrical Experimenter, Tesla postulated that electricity could be used to locate submarines via the reflection of an electric ray of tremendous frequency with the signal being viewed on a fluorescent screen. Does this mm. sound familiar? Sounds a little like radar to me. Yes, this was like Tesla was on to radar, but he was incorrect in his assumption that high frequency radio waves could penetrate water. The guy who developed radar much later in the 1930s, he noted in 1953 that Tesla's general speculation that a very strong high frequency signal would be needed was in fact correct. And he said, quote, Tesla was prophesying or dreaming since he had at his disposal no means of carrying them out. But one must add that if he was dreaming, at least he was dreaming correctly. So again, it's like we were saying, it's like we said time and time again, he had these crazy ideas, these brilliant inventions, but the tech just hadn't caught up with him. So there was no means to like produce them at the time. Make sense? Oh yeah, like uh, Da Vinci, man, coming up with helicopters and stuff way ahead of his time. Yeah, but didn't he like cut off his ear or something? That's da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now there's also the he also um, created a, some type of code. Yeah, didn't he cre create a code based around like the Jesus bloodline or something? And Tom Hanks later cracked it. So I mean, if <laughs> if Forrest Gump is cracking your code, is it really? Are you really that brilliant? 
Or maybe it's so simple that it's brilliant. So in 1928, Tesla received U.S. patent 1655114 for a biplane capable of taking off vertically and being, quote, gradually tilted through manipulation of elevator devices Ooh. in flight until it was flying like a conventional plane. Uh, now, he thought that this plane could sell for less than $1,000, although at the time, the aircraft had been described as impractical. But it does resemble the V-22 Osprey used by the U.S. military now. Um, so again, he's, he created a vertical takeoff and landing plane, which is fucking insane. Mm. Now, he also disagreed, as we said, with Einstein's uh, theories on like atoms and stuff, or his theory of relativity, I guess, because uh, Tesla disagreed with the theory of atoms being composed of smaller subatomic particles. He believed that there was no such thing as an electron creating an electric charge. He theorized that if electrons existed at all, they were some fourth state of matter or subatom that could exist only in an experimental vacuum, and they had nothing to do with electricity. He was also extremely critical of Einstein's theory of relativity, saying, quote, I hold that space cannot be curved for the simple reason that it can have no properties. It might as well be said that God has properties. He has not, but only attributes, and these are our own making. To say that the presence of large bodies space becomes curved is equivalent to stating that something can act upon nothing. I, for one, refuse to subscribe to such a view. So he does, like, you remember how we talked about Einstein's like unified field theory? And like he thinks space time is all one thing. And the way I was explained is like plant like if you lay a bowling ball on a trampoline, that's like a planet, and then the trampoline is space time. So Tesla's saying like he doesn't subscribe to that theory. He doesn't think that like uh I guess I mean I again he's I saying, hey Einstein, guess what? Fuck you. Yeah, buddy. he's I but I mean again, this is like the like You think that's just because of their history? He's just like, Yeah, fuck this guy. No, Einstein, I, not not um, not Edison. Edison. Oh, okay, Albert Einstein. You sorry, may, sorry. You may, may, may be familiar. But even still, like, imagine your brain being big enough to be like, ah, nah, Einstein, your theories could put, dude. And he yeah, why? And this, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like a lot of credit to um, Tesla because you know this is like science at the time. Like Einstein's theory still isn't proven. We still don't know a lot about gravity. Uh, gravity doesn't fit into his theory. So it's not like that's just the most well explained. I mean, Tesla's trying to come up with his own stuff. He's going against Einstein. Who knows? Maybe 10 years down the road, somebody will figure, somebody will be smart enough to read Tesla's papers and say, hey, this actually works mathematically, work it all out. And we got a bing, bang, boom. We got a whole new theory. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he did publish. Um, Tesla claimed to have developed his own physical principle regarding matter and energy, and he said he started working on it in 1892. Einstein's theory was published in 1916. Uh, and in 1937, at age 81, he claimed in a letter to have completed a, quote, dynamic theory of gravity that would, quote, put an end to idle speculations and false conceptions as that of curved space. So he stated that this theory was all worked out in all its details, and he hoped to soon give it to the world, but he never did. And further 
knowledge on this theory was never found in his writings. But from what I gathered, he had like his own theory on like unified field theory. If only we could see it. Yeah. Uh, now, as we said earlier, this guy was an incel. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He felt that, well, I guess he wasn't an incel, right? He was a vol- a vol cell, voluntary, voluntarily celibate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he felt he could never be worthy enough for a woman considering them superior in every way. We talked about that. Now, throughout his life, Tesla never married, explaining that celibacy was very helpful to his scientific abilities. It's very scientific. We won't get into it. His opinion, <laughs> however, started to change in his later years when he felt that women were trying to outdo men and make themselves more dominant. So in 1924, Nikola Tesla was asked why he never married. Now, again, we know he used to worship women, so he once thought he was not worthy, just like um, Wayne's World. Um, <laughs> but he says... That was in the past, and he continued on saying, quote, Now the soft, gentle woman of my reverend worshipped has all but vanished. In her place has come the woman who thinks that her chief success in life lies on making herself as much as possible, like man, in dress, voice, and action, in sports and achievements of every kind. The world has experienced many tragedies, but to my mind, the greatest tragedy of all is the present economic condition wherein women strive against men, and in many cases actually succeed in usurping their places in their professions and in industry. This growing tendency of women to overshadow the masculine is a sign of deteriorating civilization. Practically all the great achievements of man until now have been inspired by his love and devotion to woman. Now, I mean, what are we thinking here? I mean, he kind of rambles on a bit, but he concludes in saying, quote, Our civilization will sink to a state like that which is found among the bees, ants, and other insects, a state wherein the male is ruthlessly killed off. In this matriarchal empire, the female rules. So maybe this is why he wasn't such a good businessman. I mean, er, he's saying... (laughs) <laughs> Adam agrees with him. Uh, well, we know Adam agrees with him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he, this is, dude, Tesla is red pilled before that's even a thing. Dude, he's saying that all great achievements are basically so a guy can get laid, but he himself doesn't even get laid. So what's he doing Wait, experiments for? Why does for? he say that? He said he's celibate. He said he said that guys get to where they are because of their love and devotion to their woman. Yeah, but he has no woman. He's a, a hypocrite, basically. Well, he did like to play with the cats. Well, maybe not a hypocrite, but he's not, um, he doesn't even subscribe to his own beliefs. I don't think you're getting his belief. Well, also he's old and senile. I do. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) he's fucking mad that he never got some pussy. So he's just taking it out on this interview. That could be it. Because I mean, I think, come on, lighten up Tesla. It's like, (laughs) Nicola. It's like, it's like, uh, this guy is fucking, um, he's saying that our civilization is going to be like bees where it's just like a queen bee. And, uh, we're all like working to uh please them i mean that's a little bit uh a little bit of an exaggeration there sign of the times baby yeah but look now just the other day some professor at a university got fired for basically saying men aren't that bad in other news that uh female kicker kicked an extra point did you see that (laughs) i did see that she did more than just a squib kick uh okay so i mean 
I'm just saying, Tesla could lighten up in his views about women, you know? Maybe if he got laid, yeah. he would know. It's like, come on, Tesla, you can't you can't knock it until you tried it. <laughs> now are we were we to presume this guy never once got laid? I don't know. I mean, I could there is literally no that's why a lot of people think he's homosexual or was homosexual, but again, there is literally no evidence that Tesla was ever involved romantically with anyone. There is like a little, like, I don't know, if you watch these movies, which we'll talk about later, there's like a little hint, but again, I think that's just Hollywood um, putting their spin on things. Um, Their spiel. Yeah. I mean, now it wasn't all like doom and gloom with Tesla. You know, he did have a bit of a social life. Uh, People had a lot of good things to say about him. Um, Robert Underwood Johnson described him as attaining a, quote, distinguished sweetness, sincerity, modesty, refinement, generosity, and force. Uh, His friend Julian Hawthorne wrote, quote, seldom did one meet a scientist or engineer who was also a poet, philosopher, appreciator of fine music, a linguist, and a connoisseur of food and drink. Um, Tesla would also, also go on to become a close friend of Mark Twain. Uh, They spent a lot of time together in his lab, and Twain described Tesla's induction motor invention as, quote, the most valuable patent since the telephone. Uh, But again, Tesla could be harsh at times, openly expressing his disgust for overweight people, such as when he fired his secretary because of her weight. He was also quick to criticize one's clothing uh, on several occasions. Tesla also directed a subordinate to go home and change her dress. So he's like the guy in Horrible Bosses. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, so again, you know, he's on the back nine of his life at this point. Uh, In the fall of 1937 at age 81, after midnight one night, Tesla left the Hotel New Yorker to make his regular commute to the cathedral and library to feed the pigeons. He's not doing it in the hotel anymore. Got it. Well, I think that was even after this. But uh, while crossing the street a couple blocks from the hotel, he was unable to dodge a moving taxi and was thrown to the ground. Hey, I'm walking here. His back was severely injured and three of his ribs were broken in the accident. Uh, The full extent of his injuries was never known because Tesla refused to consult a doctor Apparently, he just put ozone on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was like a lifelong thing for Tesla. He, like, never went to the doctor. Hates doctors, hates women. Yep, and and he never fully recovered from this injury. Now, on the 7th of January, 1943, at the age of 86, Tesla died alone in room 3327 of the Hotel New Yorker. His body was found two days later by a maid, who ignored the do not disturb sign that Tesla had placed on his door. And the assistant medical examiner, H.W. Wembley, examined the body and ruled that the cause of death had been coronary thrombosis. So that's like a blood clot. Uh, Now, two days later, now this is where things get interesting. So Tesla dies. Two days later, the Federal Bureau of Investigation ordered a seizure of Tesla's belongings. Mm, Interesting. A one John G. Trump, uh, he's an electrical engineer serving as a technical aide to the National Defense Research Committee and also Donald Trump's uncle. He was called in to analyze the Tesla items, uh, which were being held in custody. 
After a three-day investigation, Trump's report concluded that there was nothing which would cause, which would constitute a hazard in unfriendly hands. Now, I assume that uh, they were looking for the death ray, you know, because again, this is like... Uh, Finally, we don't have to pay for this shit. We'll just steal it. Yeah, I mean, this is... Be- well, not, a, not only that, but it's like, uh, this is classic government, you know? Let's mock this guy while he's alive, make him look like a crackpot, and then after he's mm. dead, we gotta scramble to get this guy's files, go through his belongings. <laughs> it's just like with Operation Paperclip. Fuck these Nazis, we're gonna go over there and kill him. Oh, and then after, we're gonna bring him all over here to work for us. Classic. Um, So on January 10th, 1943, New York City mayor uh, read a eulogy live on WNYC radio while violins softly played Ave Maria in the background. 2,000 people attended the funeral for Tesla at the Cathedral of St. John in Manhattan. After the funeral, his body was taken to Ferncliff Cemetery in Ardsley, New York, where it was later cremated. In 1952, following pressure from Tesla's nephew, Tesla's ashes were taken from the United States to Belgrade and are now displayed in a gold-plated sphere on a marble pedestal in the Nikola Tesla Museum. Now, was this his kind real nephew or the just pretend one, the guy that was No, this was a uh, proven nephew. Kind of ironic. He's buried in the shape that he hates, huh? Well, a circle is what he hates. Sphere uh, was his favorite geometric shape. Oh, which is weird. It's like he hates a two dimensional circle, (laughs) but he loves a fucking sphere Uh, because, uh, yeah, I was reading that. I I mean, if it's true on his Wikipedia page, it says that a a sphere was his favorite geometric shape. And that's why his his um, urn is that of a sphere. Big basketball. Yeah. Now, (laughs) his entire estate was also shipped to Belgrade in trunks marked N dot T dot. In 1957, while the FBI originally recorded some 80 trunks among Tesla's effects, only 60 arrived in Belgrade. Perhaps they packed 80 into 60, but there is the possibility that the government kept some of the missing trunks. On just what were in those trunks? Well, maybe, like we said, maybe the uh, particle beam stuff, because we said the U.S. was working on it in the Cold War. Maybe the fucking... Cell phone technology. Maybe cell phone technology. Maybe (laughs) nuclear energy. All of those things came out much after this. Now, to add more, I guess, fuel to this kind of conspiracy, the FBI finally declassified some 250 pages of Tesla-related documents under the Freedom of Information Act in 2016. The Bureau followed this up with two additional releases... Uh, the latest being in March of 2018. Um, But even with the publication of these documents, many questions remain unanswered, and some of Tesla's files files are still missing. So while some of Tesla's most sensitive innovations might still be hidden from the general public, Tesla is still considered the father of wireless technology. There are no strings on him, as they say. Uh, his, His legacy is embedded in the fabric of our everyday lives, both in the devices we use and the technologies that will for certain play a role in our future. Many of Tesla's dreams, which seem far-fetched at the time, have now become our reality. He was a real boy. So conclusions here, I mean, what, like, what do we think? Was he a man before his time? Did the government take these files and are they keeping from us them are they keeping them from us to this day? 
Yes, on both accounts. Okay. Okay. Like, because I'm kind of thinking of this, like Tesla, you know, man before his time. Like, imagine the inventions if, A, he wasn't swindled at every turn he made. Mm. Because, you know, he really got the shaft when he first came over here. And even, I guess, starting out in Croatia, you know. Um, so, like, imagine the inventions. Everyone could, gets the <laughs> shaft in Croatia. Imagine the inventions he could have made. Well, hey, come on. We don't want to <laughs> slander our Croatian listeners. Our Croatian brothers, I apologize. And now, sisters. So if he wasn't swindled and he had the knowledge, like imagine if Tesla was alive today, had the knowledge we know now. Mm. Like, do you think he would have been... So, He'd like, be Elon Musk. <laughs> what do you have to, is he possibly <laughs> reincarnated? What if Elon Musk is the uh, Nikola Tesla clone? Oh, could be. Doesn't look anything like him, but yeah, doesn't look anything like him. Um, Please, but hey, he did. He did name his goddamn company after him, right? So it's just a tribute. Okay, and and you look this up. This was in fact his favorite inventor, Tesla Incorporated, formerly Tesla Motors Incorporated. Yes. Okay. So I dude. One cool cat, dude. I'm telling you, I was reading through his uh, Wikipedia page. Very interesting. I'll let you know how this diet turns out in a couple of weeks. But I'm thinking, you know, let's say the government did seize some of his writings about inventions. I don't think there's anyone out there to this day, Elon Musk aside, that is intelligent enough to even decipher what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I so agree like, with you there. It's like even if it's like if I showed you Tesla's writings, you're not going to know <laughs> what the fuck to do with it. So that's obviously why it's taken this technology so long to advance. I don't know though, man. I mean, we do have cell phones. We like we got fucking yeah, now, iPads. What, how long yeah, since his death? Later, dude. I get that, but I'm saying there. I think there are people who read Tesla's writings and know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, maybe that is very rare, but the, dude, there's so many scientists that I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of scientists that don't know what the fuck Tesla was talking about. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But I mean, listen to those like particle physics guys. Are you ever look into like string theory? Uh, I haven't like looked too much into it, but I'm fam- a bit familiar. Okay, well, look into that because I want to do an episode in the future, and that goes along with like simulation theory. But point being, I mean, I think there are a lot of brilliant scientists out there, but it's like you were saying, how many brilliant scientists are also crazy engineers and able to build what they are thinking of. Like a lot of these scientists, they put out theories, but again, it's like in Tesla's time, it's not practical to build at the time. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's brilliant that Tesla was able to get the inventions. He did get out. Imagine what he could have done in a, a world like today, where it seems like we're just now catching up with what he was doing back in the fucking 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> And Tesla was also played by David Bowie and Ethan Hawke. Hmm, training day. Uh, yeah, now, th- did you guys watch that, this weird Tesla movie on Hulu? I unfortunately don't have Hulu at the moment, so I did not. No, I did not All watch right. it either. I'm hoping one of our listeners watched it because, like, it kind of started It kind of started off kind of cool. Like, it's uh, almost like documentary style. You got this lady kind of explaining to you, his biography while they're interweaving like scenes of him and Edison. Uh, but then in the end, and I'm not even shitting you, it breaks into this weird dream that he has where he's singing that tears for fear song. Everybody wants to rule the world. What? 
dude, like, it, I, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I was watching and I was like, dude, is this the same movie? What is happening right now? Um, so, you know, little fuck, it, it ended on a weird note, but uh, somebody does need to do like a genuine Nikola Tesla biop because I feel like um, this gentleman, uh, Timothy Chalamet, I think he would do a great job as a young Tesla. I mean, this is spitting image. This could be Tesla's clone. Mm. Look up some pictures of them side by side. I mean, what do you guys think? Would Would this be a movie you guys would pay to go see? little Tesla drama here? I'll check it out. Maybe not I'll check it. <laughs> I think it's about time the man gets the respect that he deserves. Okay. Um, now, okay. So let me round this one out with a quote. Um, now, although Tesla was raised an Orthodox Christian, uh, later in life, he did not consider himself to be a religious man in the classical sense, uh, saying that he opposed religious fanaticism but he also believed that Buddhism and Christianity are the greatest religions, both in number of disciples and importance. And he said, quote, To me, the universe is simply a great machine which never came into being and never will end. Heavy. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want more information on Tesla himself, uh, I want to cite thoughtco.com, Nikola Tesla. Uh, TeslaResearch.JimDufree.com, uh, ExcellenceReporter.com, Conspiracies.net, and History.com, The Mystery of Nikola Tesla's Missing Files by Sarah Pruitt. Uh, check those out for more information. And there you have it, guys. Um, no ba- info pulled from Babe.net this week. Uh, no, no <laughs> Babe.net, no blogspots. <laughs> We're going factual this week. Uh, so there you have it guys uh, hopefully you know this sparks you guys interest in the man and maybe do some of your own research let us know if uh, we missed anything if you guys find anything interesting and maybe uh, pick up a plasma ball mess around with it kind of cool um, and uh, on that one guys stay safe out there loyal legion as always thanks for tuning in uh, you can uh, go over to podcastfromouterspace.com check out some merch that we got up for sale still uh, as always, Instagram is going to be podcast from outer space on the Instagram as always. And, uh, yeah, you know, feel free to slide in those DMS. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. If you want us to talk about something specific that interests you, let us know about it. And, uh, with that shout out to Jimmy Steele and the boys over at Beale racing. Make sure you look up, uh, work for apparel fern semi-famous and the Eisenhower brothers. Thanks to all of you who are out there on the front lines working in these difficult times. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If any of you have friends who have gambling addictions, you know, maybe instead of trying to intervene like Ryan and myself, you let your friend go and it's our next Nikola Tesla. Who knows? And on that note, so long and thanks for all the fish.